0: Hello and welcome to the Sixth Man Podcast. We are back after another week of NBA basketball. I'm your usual host, Tom Highland, and I'm joined once again by KC. How's it going, my friend? Doing very good. Glad to be parting again. And I'm joined once again by Cal Ferguson. How are you, Cal?
1: Not too bad. I've been preparing for this podcast today by sitting in bed and watching police chase videos on YouTube. I feel like I'm mentally and physically prepared for this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you have
0: any any highlights from today that you you watched? Um
1: I mean, I, I ended up on a a series of videos called "America's Dumbest Criminals." So there was some good uh, there was some good hillbilly idiots in that, which was quite amusing. Um, but <laughs> not any not anything specifically that jumps out to me. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. I feel like most like police chases kind of don't last. Very long, so like when you get a good one, like you, you've got to document it for the world. Oh yeah.
1: Do they do police chases in the UK? Is that a thing?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I every, only know the American ones. Every police chase, like in the UK, is in like like a Vauxhall Corsa, and um, <laughs> and like, but also the police drivers, sorry, the police are also driving like Vauxhall Corsas as well.
1: So like, yeah, they're, they're not exactly also, the most exciting
0: things in the world.
1: The thieves have probably also stolen like roof tiles rather than like 20, you know, 20 kilograms of meth or something. It's probably less exciting stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, on to the basketball. Um, there's been a lot that's happened this week. Um, what I kind of wanted to talk about first of all is my team, the Celtics. Still kind of struggling to kind of figure it out, I feel. Um, last I looked, they kind of moved Gordon Hayward to the bench. Um, Maybe to try and give sort of Jason Tatum a little bit more of a role. Me and KC we were obviously discussing this um, throughout the week. Um, but for I kind of want to throw this out to you guys. Do you think there's like one big issue at the Celtics, or do you think it's maybe just a collection of things?
1: Man, too many mouths to feed. That's the issue. Uh, I think they just. I mean, defensively they're great. They're first in the league. Offensively they're twenty seventh. So I mean clearly we can see it's the offense that's the issue. I think they just need to work it, you know, work through some kinks. I think they'll get there eventually. I mean, they had these issues last year to a certain extent uh with just not quite having the you know the flow or they don't take great shots a lot of the time. They also don't shoot well at the rim, which is really weird especially when you consider you have some great finishers like Harry in your team. So, I don't know. I feel like they'll they'll get there eventually. Like they're taking good shots and uh yeah, they're just not falling yet. So, also, I think I think uh, Gordon Hayward's still coming back. Like, I mean, he's only a year removed from like one of the worst leg injuries we've ever seen in the NBA. Like, I mean, that's going to take a while to fully recover from. So, I mean, even if he's like at seventy percent, it's just not going to help. So, once once he gets, you know, his legs underneath him and whatever, I think I think that'll definitely help. You
2: See, I think the uh, problem is. See, this is something I hadn't even thought about last week when we were talking about it. Uh, I think the problem is more with Brad Stevens and the fact that he coached Gordon Hayward uh back in college, back in their Butler days and I think he's like uh giving him like all the opportunity he can to like try to get back to what he used to be pre-injury and I do agree with Callum. I do think that eventually they're going to Figure it out like right before, right around playoff time, and they're going to be good once the playoffs arrive. But I do think Brad Stevens is, to a certain extent, compromising the team's wins right now uh, in an attempt to get Gordon Hayward back in the flow, and it's affecting everyone. It's affecting Tatum, it's affecting Horford. So I think that's where you see the problems of their shots not falling coming from because they don't have any consistent. Uh, any consistency because Gordon Hayward is on and then he's off and then he's on 25 minutes and then he's not and then he's on the bench and then he's not so I think uh, they they probably will figure it out because Brad Stevens is a good coach and they have just too much talent not to but that's, uh, that's the big problem I think it's reintegrating Gordon Hayward and if they can't they should probably trade him sooner than later or just keep him on the bench Uh, permanently, you
0: know, so. I guess, like, how long do you wait with, like, someone like Gordon Hayward when you've got, like, the most money invested into him over for the next four years, as in this season and then three seasons after? Like, especially when he's, like, 28 and he's coming off, like, a pretty gruesome injury. Like, I do do want to count on him, like, being that guy to come back, but, like, I always, what I kind of don't understand is, like, I always saw his role as being, like, a a complimentary player that he was always going to kind of just come back in and fit no matter how well he was playing. But, like, I didn't kind of expect it to be that he really is, like, kind of shaking up the lineup. And it just still does kind of seem like the Celtics don't quite know who to go to. I mean, like, Kyrie's still putting up the kind of numbers you'd expect. Jalen, Jason Tatum's having, like, another solid year as well. But, like, there's still that very big kind of, like, identity issues. And, like, it, it's... I don't think it's either a bad thing when you've got guys on the team as well who who go all go off for like, like massive amount. like didn't I think like Marcus Morris had like some, like twenty eight points or something the other night and like when he he's have the, been their
1: most con, he's been their most consistent player so far yeah yeah like game Which to is game not what you want. he's always there
0: like no <laughs> I, I'd prefer if I had like Jason Tatum or Kyrie Irving being
1: like my most consistent player you know and like Jalen Brown's really faded away as well like you don't really hear much about him. He's, that know which our, yeah, or let's see who he's averaging. I mean, because... Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he, down from 14.5 points last year to 10, 10.9, and his field goal percentage is down nearly 10%. So yeah. it's like, yeah, he's and just you not having...
0: That, do you remember that ridiculous um, field goal percentage that um, Jason Tatum had last year? Like where he was... We, well, last year he shot 49% from two... And forty three percent from three. He's taking one point five more attempts this year, and he's only shooting. I say only shooting thirty eight percent, like from, from three point. But like, I don't know. I think that just comes from from having like an expanded role. But like, my, my it's Kobe's
1: of, fault. Kobe's fault. <laughs> he's told him just to shoot every time. He's ruined his game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he got he got taken out, or no, he didn't get taken out. He didn't like start a quarter or something. Um, the other day, and like I remember the commentators commenting on it, um, because like he'd been shooting some pretty like ridiculous shots in like the second quarter. Yeah, and like I, um, I
1: feel like he took more shots in the flow of the offense last year. I feel like he's been forcing some stuff. Like there was a clip that was going around like last week where he like made some ridiculous step back three over the nets. I think it was, and everyone was like, "Oh, amazing shot!" And whatever. And like it was an impressive shot. But it was also a terrible shot to take with like you know six seconds left in the yeah. shot clock or something. I just feel like he's forcing it a little bit. I think this is the issue is we all had no expectations on him last year and he, you know, surpassed everything and was, you know, great. But then this year, like we all actually thought he was going to take another leap and he just hasn't. It's like, yeah, it must be kind of weird, weird for him that way. Like going from having all the praise last year to kind of being like, ah, eh, you're not, you know, the improved. thing is
2: there's, there's like a battle right now for who's going to be Kyrie sidekick. Uh, in for the rest of the season and then into next season and, and beyond, because that person is going to be the one to get paid once that uh, that comes up and that person is going to be the safest from any potential trade. So I think they're all sort of jostling for position right now and they don't really know who... Uh, they're, they're all trying to show that, you know, I'm the man now. And that isn't how they were playing last year. Last year they were playing so well. Because they were desperate, they didn't have a choice. But now they're so, so wealthy in terms of talent, and they're it's started getting to them. And there's too many egos to, and only one ball. So that I don't know how they fix that. Someone's gonna need to pull a Dwayne Wade and be like, okay, uh, this is for the team. I'm gonna let you take all the shots, and we're gonna win that way. And I don't, I don't see Jason Tatum doing that because he's the young up comer Uh I don't see Gordon Hayward doing that either because he's trying to prove that he's still an all-star. So I don't know I don't know how they figure this out, uh, but they better do it
0: soon because their record's pretty crappy right now. I've got a question for you guys. Um 'cause um I've started to sort of float a few like trade scenarios around because as a Boston fan that's always fun to do. Um what would you, would you guys take now, and obviously we've been talking about this, it seems like, since he signed his contract extension. Um, would you do Anthony Davis for the Pelicans? I knew you, <laughs> you were going to
1: say Anthony Davis. I knew it.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I don't care
1: what you say the other week. They're not giving him up.
0: <laughs> for Gordon, would you do it for Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown for Anthony Davis right now? No. 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 I'm holding who's on to say, who's saying no
1: here? I'm holding on to both well, we're
2: both like, saying no.
1: Yeah, I'm holding on to Anthony Davis for everything, but like all your draft picks for the next twenty years, or no, like I'd, I'd give up Anthony. Starter, I'd,
2: like. Yeah, I'd give him up for Jason Tatum and a bunch of picks, and uh, maybe Marcus Smart. You know, because I believe in Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum,
1: Marcus Smart. Yeah, but he's and, not uh, Anthony picks. Davis. Anthony Davis is like a top four player at at the minimum. Like, yeah, come on, I think <laughs> is
2: ridiculous, but like for Jason Tatum, a pick first round pick and Marcus Smart, I would do it. Oh,
0: okay. Well, yeah, I mean, if just, if you guys, like, if you guys just I don't do seem not. to be on the same boat as me, like, what well, what do you think?
1: Like, how do is you the get- one? What is the one rule we've learned like the last four years? Don't trade with Danny Ainge. Yeah, why they <laughs> not do it. Like, <laughs> you'll always lose. Yeah, exactly. It's a terrible idea. <laughs>
0: I would be surprised if, like that, if that, if that ever did, ha- if like that did happen, they did trade like Gordon Hayward, and then like the first game that Gordon Hayward plays, like his leg just falls off or something.
1: <laughs> They've just been holding on with superglue, and then.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, how long do you think the, the team waits for for
1: Gordon Hayward before like giving up on him? If they do, no, I mean, I mean, what do you mean give up on him? Like, send because him like to bench say say
0: he doesn't get like. Say he doesn't get better than what he's doing right now, which is like not amazing. I just feel like he's not the kind of guy that you can particularly rely on right now, and that's maybe what's kind of like making him not the guy that they really want to have on the court. But like, do you think that they still just count for the rest of the season on him getting back to full health, like even if it's not by the playoffs? Because I mean, like, I just know what's going to happen if like they. This is a team that's kind of expected to make the finals, I think. Like yeah. by their own fans and probably by most people who watch like the NBA. I know like obviously the the Raptors might still be favourites, but like I think a lot of people but, still expect the Celtics
1: to get there. But Oh, the Celtics were definitely the favourite coming in. Yeah. Like I don't wanna don't wanna brag, but when we were doing our over unders I did take the under because I said we haven't seen them with the expectations on them yet. You know what I'm saying? Like it's and you, you, guys were both. your guys were both like, "No way, they're gonna get the over." Like, or you guys were saying they're definitely gonna get the over. And I was like, mm, "Don't know. Not seen them with expectations yet." That, that's so not, who that's was not right? This is, this is. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> let's, let's All I'm saying is just listen to calm It's clearly the, the correct way to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think you can. you, you just write off, Gordon Hayward's season really until like. I mean, like, honestly, like, he's had such a bad injury. Like, I feel like anything we get from him now is going to be a positive. So I don't think you can give up on him until, like, next year at least. Like, it's going to be a while before he's fully, fully back. Yeah,
2: and, and the thing is that even though he's, like, uh, right now sort of pulling in Isaiah Thomas, uh, see karma, you know, karma comes back in by butt. But anyway... It's kind of pulling Isaiah Thomas right now where he's coming back from an injury and everyone's expecting him to be so good and he isn't really living up to those expectations. However, he doesn't seem to be like a locker room distraction. So I think like the worst that could possibly happen with Gordon Hayward is that uh if he doesn't return to anywhere close to his all-star level, he sort of just uh gets a ventral uh and he's still gonna be productive, like giving them twelve 12- 13, 14, 15 points a game uh, off the bench Uh, so I think his personality is like uh, good enough and like uh, giving enough uh, that he won't be uh, he can never be a negative to the team, you know, the only negative is that he won't be an all-star but he's still going to be producing something by passing or, you know, just being unselfish, so I don't think they get rid of him. I just think his role
0: just diminishes if he doesn't come mm-hmm. back like he was before injury. Okay. okay. Um, I want to move on from the Celtics now um, to something pretty closely related because I want to talk about a guy who dropped 43 points on the Celtics, um, I think, two nights ago. And um, is Kemba Walker. So, Kemba! Kemba! So, um... I don't want to come out and say that obviously Kemba's having like a breakout season, just because I I kind of think I remember Kemba putting up pretty ridiculous numbers this time, kind of around last year, and kind of thinking same kind of thing, although he didn't put up like 60 points or anything, but I kind of just wanted more related to, like obviously scoring 60 points is awesome, especially when you do most of it in like um, in like the regular part of the game. um because he obviously scored 60 points against the Philadelphia 76ers the night before, or two nights before. Um, but, like, do you do you think, like, a question that's been sort of flowing around a lot is, um, do you think Kebba's stuck in Charlotte, and and would you like to see him on another team? Or do you think he needs help? That's kind of more my question.
1: Um, I think he needs help. Like, I think he's probably going to leave at the end of the season anyway. Well, I don't know. I think he's quite committed. I, I heard him on JJ Reddick's podcast a while ago, and he seems pretty like a genuine guy and he was saying that he's pretty committed to Charlotte but I mean if they just I mean they've just never I mean what they've been to the playoffs twice like when he's been there is that right and they've not won a playoff series I think that sounds about right I remember when they were in the
0: playoffs that was when like Al Jefferson was on the roster
1: yeah I mean he's getting paid like 11 million a year like no I I don't think anybody really thinks Kemba is like a top tier point guard. And I don't know if he is or isn't. It's just we've not seen him in a position where we can really have that argument. So I guess that would be the kind of main reason for him to leave is just to kind of, you know, give him a better opportunity to, yeah, shine uh, in in everyone's eyes in general. But I don't know. I don't don't
2: know if I agree with that. Uh, I do think he is a top tier point guard. I mean, if you're comparing to Stefan, Russell Westbrook, and obviously not, but like the next level, from there, I mean, like, would you take him over Kyle Lowry? I would. Uh, you know, so uh, other than, like, your And i put him on, like, on par with someone like a John Wall. Or maybe... No, son,
1: he's, he's yeah. better than John Wall. But. Yeah,
2: if he's better than John... Like, I think Kemba is, like, a potential all-NBA type guard. Uh, so I think in Charlotte, he's fine. And it's his team. And Michael Jordan better pay him. Because I know Michael Jordan's listening to this pod right now. And <laughs> shout he, out MJ <laughs> Shout out MJ You know You got my number But you know He <laughs> <laughs> He better pay Kevin Walker Because They're not going to Replace him with Anyone better Like His contract's so uh, Small right now That they can't Trade him And get anything uh, Valuable back in return uh, Surely sure it,
0: Surely they can If his contract's that small Well I guess It's his last year But if it's only 11 yeah, million a year Like there's Surely is a contender They'll that, come looking At the deadline Oh, yeah, yeah, but some,
2: that's some no, some no. As in, what, what I'm saying is that uh, for 11 million, 11, 12 million, you trade him, and you, you're get, you're getting back role players uh, in order yeah, to the. You
1: could, but that. you could, but you could package him with some, some of those big deals that you have in Charlotte, like, um negative like or, or, or what's the, what's the, what's the guy who can't shoot, who defends a lot? I always forget his name. Zeller. He's, is it? No, 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 no. He was like a, he was like their second round pick, the Anthony Davis oh, draft. Oh, Kid Gilchrist. No, second round, sorry, second picks, pick. First yeah, pick. Michael
0: Kirk-Gilchrist.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's him, that's him. Um, yeah, like, he's got a decent contract. So you you could package him with someone else and then... No, it's on. not
0: about moving him,
1: but what do you get back for Kendall Walker, though? Young pieces, draft picks, I yeah,
0: guess. Just rebuild, because, I mean, what are you really playing for at this point?
2: Because I feel like Charlotte's uh, one player, short of being, like, a top five, top four seed in the in the east. You,
1: you know? know what does that what does that mean? Like you're saying that. Like what does that get you?
0: Yeah, go from what being like the ninth to the fifth. Like I mean, yeah, let's
1: let's be honest though. Like it's not like
2: they're gonna uh, be better than Milwaukee or Toronto or Boston, no matter what they do. Short of them getting LeBron, there's nothing they can do. But they want to stay competitive. So like I I would pay Kemba Walker. And hope he doesn't leave and then try to, you know, get rid of some of these wasted contracts like Batum's. And then get another legit player to at least make it interesting in the East. You know, because Kemba's like big time now. And and the, only I really,
1: the only really terrible contract they have is that Batum contract. And that was in the 2016, like, Bonanza. So you can't really blame them for that, I guess. Like, Batum was a good player. I can see why they thought that would that would work. You know, pairing a defensive minded but can score wing with, with uh with Kemba. But then he just got all sorts of injured and stuff, it just never worked out. But yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of the route you just have to go is just kind of pay Kemba and then just hope that you can get some random pieces around him that work out, but they just they just don't seem to have much of a plan, you know? It's like they just kind of pay guys, just maybe it's slightly too much It lost positions, then you end up with just a full roster of meh players. Like it's I guess there's just no real plan there.
0: I guess it's just the the small market thing, though. Like you kind of have to pay these, but guys like big bigger money than the the bigger teams because you're trying to um, trying to keep them so they don't go off to like a big market um, or whatever. But like I, I've just been yeah. looking at this. I'm trying. I'm just pulling up Spot Track just now, like to see how much money the the Charlotte Hornet. I almost said Bobcats there. The Charlotte Hornets um, <laughs> have in twenty nineteen, and it's. Not looking great for them. Um, I'll be totally honest. But like, yeah, they they have the. Oh no, I I take that back. They have like the second most. I can't read this. Sorry about this. Um, <laughs> That's decent. But like, I, so,
1: I do, so I have a. I have a. Speaking of Kembo, did you guys watch the 60-point game, first of all? Oh, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. It was quite awesome. It was, great. Well, it was it's great. a really good he's, game, yeah. He's really fun when he heats up. Because he's like Kyrie. He could just get to the basket at will. He was just you know going straight into guys, bouncing off them. And then it's really fun to see a guy that small. He's listed as 6'1". There's no way he's 6'1". He's like 5'11". Uh, the thing one second? Sorry. did you watch him in college?
2: He's no. like... The exact – the thing is, the crazy thing is that in college he was unstoppable offensively. He hit that uh, game winner to – To in, win the uh, title.
0: Yeah, to win the Yeah, the to title. win the
2: title. That that nasty step back that he's got. And yeah. he's like practically – he's doing what he was doing in college in the NBA and they still can't stop it. And I'm like, yo, guys, what have you been watching for the past like – I don't know how long he's been in the NBA. Do you think uh, he's been – um...
0: Do you think he's just been like glossed over his whole career, just because he's been in? Yeah, I think he's underrated. Yeah, yeah
1: I think yeah, he's definitely. really underrated. Yeah. Uh, he also doesn't defend though. That's the other thing. Like, I mean, <laughs> he, 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 who does? I mean, suck? for as much as he scores, for as much as he scores, he really just gives up. Like, as much no, as like, I, I, I,
2: as much as I hate saying it, it's just because he's too small. Uh, you know, he's like he's probably what my my height, maybe a six, six taller. He's six
1: one. He says six one.
2: Nah, he's about five eleven or so. So like yes, and I hate to call that small, but that's tiny in the NBA. So like he could try, he tries. He just like when you're you can't do anything when you're guarding a six six guard uh, that can just turn around and shoot over you whenever they want. So. Yeah.
1: So-, so so with with his sixty point game that uh, that brings us up to six um, people, in the in this season so far that have made uh, f- uh, that have scored 50 points or more so it's been Kemba Clay, Steph Lebron Blake and Derrick Rose um, 10 people last year scored 50 points or more can you guys name them Russell Westbrook oh. is one Westbrook did not score 50 points oh last what year. what nope. really yep
2: ever the whole season
1: nope not last year
0: Lebron is one Lebron was one Okay. James Harden. James Harden.
1: I think James Harden had four fifty point games. I think. Did Chris? Um, did Chris Paul also have one? Chris Paul did not. Okay. There was no Chris Paul um, fifty point. Anthony game.
2: Davis definitely.
1: Anthony Davis is on there. Yep. Okay. Um, that's three
2: so far. Um, I feel like you're asking this question because there's like some really inconspicuous.
1: Player. There's one. There's one. There's one that I did not remember at all. No, No, you're close though. That's actually, you're in the right kind of lane there.
0: Oh, Lou Will.
1: Lou Will. Will. Oh, I remember that game. (laughs) Lou Will had a 50-piece against the Warriors. And a win.
0: Did PG have a 50-point game last year?
1: No. So you have... I'm doing terrible this. (laughs) You have six left, sorry. Six left. Um, There are two teammates on here. Damian Lillard? Yep. CJ McCall. Yeah, there you go. They both had Steph, 50 points. Steph must have had one. Uh, Steph didn't. Not KD? last year. He's had one last year. KD did. KD had one. Did Clay last year? Nope. So you have three left. Two guards and a big. And a big. Boogie? Did Boogie okay. have a 50-point game? No. No. Another Kentucky guy, though. Towns? Oh. Yep. Carl Anthony Towns. I don't even remember that game. Who did he? No, it is die actually. So Carl Anthony Towns was apparently in a win against the Hawks. He had 56. Ah, the Hawks were trash last year. (laughs) That's like 32, really. (laughs) Adjusted for inflation, it's like 32. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll just give you the last two. I don't know if you're going to get it. So DeMar DeRozan and Bradley Beal also had 50-point games last year. I don't know if I would have got that.
2: You're you're trying to tell me Lonzo didn't have a 50-point game? He think, did um, in
1: your did in your heart, Casey, he did. That's just, that, that crazy. Like six, six people have already had 50-point games and only 10 had them last year. And we're only like two weeks in. Yeah. is this, this
2: new freedom of movement rule that uh, they've brought on. Well, it's not new, but like this emphasis. Like some of the fouls they call now in the NBA are just ridiculous. You get called for a foul for blinking too fast. It's so annoying <laughs> to watch sometimes. Yeah.
0: Like... Uh, but it also makes the defense, like, I was watching, what game was I watching last night? Um, I can't remember. I think it was, the, were the Clippers playing last night? Um, I think I was watching that. Yeah. And, like, um, it just no defense was being played. What Like, I know the NBA is bad for it, but, like, this game was ridiculous. Like, just going through three quarters, just not touching each other at all. I'm like, I, I want to see a bit of physicality, you know, like... That's kind of like the basketball I've always kind of grown up with, but
1: this is just kind of ridiculous. Like, how man? Is. I don't care. I enjoy, I love it. Just let it fly. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, like, it. look like at look at the ball,
2: the the fifty all the fifty point games that have happened uh, this year, and just I can guarantee you, none of them had like less than like seventeen free throws or something ridiculous. Like, they just. They just call everything as a foul now. And, I mean, you get higher scoring games and, like, more highlights and all that, but it's not real basketball, you know. It should come back down to, like, more sort of what's happening in Europe. Because in Europe, you can actually play physical. uh, And the NBA is just, like, falling into the trap of, like, the highlights. And I think they're just going to go too far and defense going to become obsolete. They're going to be left with a bunch of Mike D'Antoni coaches left
0: in the NBA, and it's going to be crap. It just slows down the game so much. Like, I, I really... I I get equally annoyed when I'm, like, both. When it, I just don't really like, like, referees, like, slowing the game down, like, for fouls, which are just not that... If it really impinges a shot, like, absolutely call the foul. And, like, if you're, like, taking a guy out, if you're taking, like, the... If you're, like, if you... Um, if you hand-check someone, obviously, like, call the foul. But, like, little things, like, um, that just always really, really gets me. And it always gets to the point where, like, you see the guys now in the NBA and they just take, like, the ridiculous shots, even though they know, like, they probably won't make it, but they're just, like, they know they're
1: going to get that foul anyway. So it, just, it and, and, kind of ruins the game for me. But would people not say that back in, like, 2004 or whatever, when it was, like, nobody scored above, like, 78 in a game? And it's like everyone was like, oh yeah, the great physical. Or people are now are like, oh yeah, there's a great physical defense. You can't play that anymore. Like, those games are crap if you go back and watch them. Like, they're so boring. Like, I'm entirely okay with it just trending watch just being a shootout. Like, just, yeah. just, I, I don't, yeah. Honestly, but the like, thing is, that it won't
0: be a shootout though if the ref is stopping it forever for a free throw or whatever. Like, fouls I, on the I floor. Don't like, I, I've seen so many fouls on the floor. I hate fouls on the floor. Like, you know, it just you know slows the, down the worst the one.
2: The the worst thing that I hate the most is, you know, the uh, the calls they make when a player drives really hard to the rim and then you get the Marcus Smarts of the world. Just like, you know, like because, you know, when you drive and you're being defended, there's definitely going to be contact. Yeah. Uh, if you're uh, and Mark, someone like Marcus Smart and now like every NBA guard is doing this where the second you feel that contact, you just throw yourself backwards. And they call that foul every time. And it just really ticks me off. I'm, I mean, like you can have your hands up, you can take the contact and you can keep moving your feet. But like now they know that the second they flop, the ref is gonna call that. Cause the second there's any contact anymore, they call that. And that's the one I hate more than anything in the world. Cause it's like, either like you can't drive, like you, you can't defend someone driving and then it leads to so many open layups, and like it's just a disaster.
0: Well, Like, I wonder if there's a stat out there. Like, obviously, I don't have it. Came super prepared today, but um, like a stat for how long the games are this season compared to other ga- other seasons. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if it, like it turned out that like our games were maybe like I don't know, three minutes longer on average or something, just because of the amount of fouls that are called this year. But at the same time, I also wouldn't be surprised if there was. it was the exact same and I'm just complaining about nothing. But I don't know. Uh, do you guys want to move on from, from this? Um, yeah, sure. I kind of want to talk about... Well, we were talking about Kemba Walker there and the, the 76ers. Um, obviously, the team that Kemba Walker dropped, dropped 60 on. Um Jimmy obviously has had a few games now. Um, I think he looks pretty good, um, oh, yeah. and it's looking like a nice little core core of three players. Um, obviously he's looking that game winner,
1: which I thought was. He's cool. looking, he's looking very much like he did at the start of last year with the with the Timberwolves. He's just kind of easing into it, not. Pushing too hard, but I mean, I don't know. I, so I, I'm I'm going to reserve judgment for now because I thought everything was going great last year, and then we saw how that ended. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, see? I think I think hopefully he should be fine. But um, I mean, from from what he's been saying, like he was firing shots at the Timberwolves, saying uh, all everyone here like likes to work hard and doesn't mind me criticizing them and stuff. So I mean, if that's true and they all work hard and he's actually genuinely happy about it, like you know, maybe we'll be fine. But I think is is shouting at them to. Run more or whatever, we'll get we'll wear thin eventually. We'll see. But
2: see, I got a different view on Jimmy Butler now because, like, I'm just surprised at how well he's fit in uh, with them this quickly. Because I mean, I, I sort of thought he was kind of like uh, my way or the highway type, especially after all the problems that happened in Minnesota. But he's like, because Joel Embiid demands the ball. Practically every time he gets down the floor, and Jimmy Butler is still managing to be effective right now. Uh, so I'm I'm really happy for them. I think they're looking really good right now. They still probably need a shooter
1: or two. The way but. the way him and Ben Simmons have kind of played together so far is very kind of LeBron Wade esque, like with all the back cuts and stuff. I think it, they, they, they can be really good together.
2: Yeah, and and that's another thing. Because, like, in the beginning, in the first two games, I know this because Ben Simmons is on my fantasy team, and I watch the games, obviously. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Like, the first uh, uh, game, the first two games, actually, he was, like, uh, Ben Simmons' uh, shot attempts were down, and I was really worried because I thought Jimmy Butler was taking shots away from him. But now it seems like he sort of... uh, provoked a more aggressive Ben Simmons I don't know if you've watched their most recent games It's Ben Simmons is attacking more he's like being much more aggressive while still getting those uh, keeping his assist numbers up so I think that's like a positive there that they can both work together and they're figuring themselves out so fast
0: It's cool to see what's happened with like Joel Embiid as well like, um, it, like to me it looks like he's like taking a lot more shots from like the outside and like that kind of seems also like a, a good thing as well because like he's actually dreading them. It's not like he's just like, um, like who's that said? Like it's not like he's like Andre Drummond like shooting threes. Like he's um, <laughs> like um, trying to break I, the
1: backboard. Like <laughs> he's actually
0: making them. And like that is just clearing up so much space for um, like Jimmy to get inside. Get for Ben Simmons to get inside. And I re- I really like this this kind of new way that the, the Sixers are playing.
1: Yeah, honestly, like, Marco Fultz, I mean, I think it's more addition by subtraction, just like Marco Fultz not being in the starting lineup and Jimmy Butler being there, like, he can actually shoot, and Marco obviously just couldn't, and it just opens up so much more room. I, what,
0: like, I wonder if at the end of the season that someone might put together, like, a compilation of all the different free throws that Marco Fultz shot this year. <laughs> and, my like, God, they, the they one did, he had. Like, 100 the
1: one. different routines that he's done. The one they had the other day where he, like, tapped it between his fingers. Like, what What was that? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hot that was potato. Yeah, hot he potato. actually made that one, which was yeah. <laughs> which was odd. Do you Have you guys always had, like, the same free throw routine? No. Ever since my, I
2: learned how to shoot,
1: yeah. Mine's definitely changed. Because I, I never used to be able to shoot at all. So, like, I would I – well, I mean, I still can't. But, <laughs> but, like, I would – I would kind of uh, just chuck it up and hope something happened, and then my routine would change every time. But like, I I actually do the same thing. So I bounce twice with my right hand, and then just get it up and just shoot it. It's, but I try and keep it the same every time. My, I think it definitely works.
0: My routine's very uh, like Will Ferrell and semi-pro, like um, like I I like bounce it, then roll it back to me, and then like as I like roll it back, I like. Like take the shot from there. It's like super unnatural. Like you would never shoot like that in real life. But like that's yeah. just the old the old, the way that I've always shot a free throw.
1: And it goes in. So oh, man. we we played against a guy once who like would wrap it around his back two times every time he shot a free throw. That's what they' Robinson why, used to do. Yeah, but we. But I don't know why. But this one game, like we played him, and he must have shot the. A shot like twenty free throws or something and every time he did it I wanted to slap him. It was so <laughs> annoying.
2: Yeah, I hate people who go, get like two extra with their free throw forms and like the thing he not, wasn't making it
1: either. This wasn't like uh this wasn't like a showing off thing. He made like three of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would have been funny though, like it would be a little bit counterintuitive if you like had slapped him and then that sent him to the line again, so you just got to watch his free throws <laughs> once again. <But. laughs> so. So, uh, what what's going on with Marco Fields then? Like, th- do you think the? I'm gonna say the same question. Like, how long do you think it, um, the Sixers give give Marco Fultz Fields before they give up on him? Because I mean, it hasn't taken them long in the past to to give
1: up on on draft picks that don't quite work out for them. Yeah, as soon uh, as they get as soon as they get an offer, they like they will give up on him.
2: I, I, I think just, they I, already have.
1: Should yeah. They're, they're in full-on, like, just trying to increase his value to the point where they can actually get someone decent back him. I think I think that's all it is. Like, he's not – I don't think he has a future with this team, especially now that Jimmy's here. Yeah. In an ideal world, he'd come back and he could be that six-man, like, you know, points off the bench. But, yeah, it's, I just don't see it at all.
2: Nah, the thing is they're trying to, like, save face, you know, because, like, you get the number one overall pick in a draft that had – uh Jason Tatum, and Donovan Mitchell, uh,
1: and you swear took to my Mark- Swear to God, if you say Lonzo Ball, I'll kill you.
2: I, I was about to, but then I felt like you guys would just hang up, so <laughs> I, just, I kept my thoughts to myself. But Lonzo as well, you know. Oh, no. but there, was, there was Kuzma in that
0: draft, too. How, how's, well, how's Lonzo doing this season, by the way? I can't say I've like really checked in on him that much. That's a very um, good question. Lonzo, I actually don't know. Numbers wise
2: isn't doing uh as well as he was last year. But he, the thing is he is, is
1: scoring seven point eight points per game, four point nine rebounds, four point nine assists, thirty-eight percent shooting, thirty-four percent from three.
2: The thing is if you if you watch the game so like and I'm not even trying to be uh funny here, I'm actually being analytical here, if, you know. <laughs> It's totally, totally un-
0: I, lo- I love how you started with sort of two things that kind of like are polar opposites. When you said if you watch the games, and then you yeah. said then you said you're being analytical.
2: No, I- I'm just saying, right? If you do watch the games, though, Lonzo on the court uh, makes the team so much better just because he pushes the pace so be- so well and yeah. like so much more often, and he makes always makes the right outlet passes. So, like. When you, you can see, like, a clear difference between Lonzo in on the court and him off the court. Uh, he might not score as much, but he, like, makes the right passes. He makes the right passes at the right time, uh, and he keeps that ball moving. So I think, like, he, he's one of those intangibles kind of guy. Yeah.
1: Uh, def- defensively, he's been so good as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he he just has the length just to bother people, like, and he, sw- he can switch. Like, I think he's been really good on that end offensively like he's I've actually just like per 36 he's scoring exactly the same and almost identical rebounding and um uh assist numbers so like he's not he's not got any worse I think I, what I was saying before he's down from 36 minutes to 28 or something so it's it's a bit different but um but yeah I, th- I think he he's another one where we just kind of need he just need, kind needs to find his role in this offense I think I think he's kind of coming in. and He's just not quite knowing what to do. Um, I mean, it's a
0: big change from last year, isn't it? When he had like probably a lot more of a role than he does this year. So like he has to kind of get used to having it maybe being like he's probably like what the fifth or the sixth option now in the Lakers. Yeah. So like, I mean,
1: he was the lead ball handler last year. Like. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So I don't know if he's
2: even an option now. Like, but he should get much more opportunity with Rondo out for the next couple of weeks. So uh, he, I I just liked Lonzo on the floor. Like, I think Lonzo has like a winning, he's a winner, you know, so he doesn't, his numbers might not stand out, but I think he's, he reminds me of like Derek Fisher back in the day. Obviously, Derek Fisher is a much better defender and shooter, but like Derek Fisher just had this thing where he was on the court and you knew like all the plays were going to be run right. Uh, and I think Lonzo has that effect. That might be LeBron as well, but you know, I think Lonzo just makes all the younger guys play better.
1: Mm.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we talked about Marco Phillips a little bit there. Like, I'm not. I'm not really sure. So, what's gonna what's gonna happen with him? Like, I I do feel probably the best thing is like they did they did kind of force him into the starting role. It kind of feels to sort of see if like. See what would happen, like like uh, like throw throw shit at a wall and see if it sticks. and It didn't really stick, so um, <laughs> so like I guess the I'd probably like polar opposite to what I was saying with like Gordon Hayward, I'd probably stick around with with Markel just to uh, just give him a bit more time, like just let him come off the bench, like let let him learn from like a veteran, like now now that he has Jimmy Butler on his team, I don't know whether, whether Jimmy Butler will be like a worse. Have a worse effect on him or not, but um, I'd still give him time. Like
1: I still kind of see the potential in him, and I think he just needs confidence more than anything. I mean, he's away from the team now, though he's not practicing or training, or, or playing even.
2: <laughs> Apparently, he's seeing a shoulder expert.
1: Yeah, yeah, in New uh, York. So
0: yeah, yeah. Well, when he comes back, I would still give him that time. But I don't the know,
1: wording I, of the wording of that report was really weird. They said like his attorney had said this. Yeah. Or something, which I think his attorney is also his agent, apparently. Yeah. So, like, it's not that weird, but also, like, why would they list him as a, as his attorney yeah. rather than just say, like, are they going to try and sue the 76ers or something? For Elton, Elton
0: Brand is the GM now, isn't he? Of the 76ers. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to lie, like, some of the stuff, like, and I'm sure that, like, I liked the idea of Elton Brand being a GM, and, like, I listened to that podcast he did with uh, Major Warshniewski as well, and, like, he seems like a yeah. really smart guy. But like his kind of start to this um, to the to like the being a GM has, has been a little bit rocky, I think, so far. So it will be interesting to see sort of what happens because Sixers GMs are seem to be very short lived recently. So <laughs> we'll you should then. just trade Markel and they'll be
2: fine. Like I I'm done. I'm I've given up. I like I like Markel in college, but I think they should like get rid of him while he still has value while some teams like the Kings you know Tom's Kings uh, they'll probably trade for him (laughs) let's save the Kings let's
0: give the Kings another week and see if they're still doing well next week
2: (laughs) but yeah they should get rid of Fultz well not get rid I think they should trade Fultz while he still has value Uh, as little as it is now and they should
0: like trade him
2: before they can't
0: fair enough Calm, are you just ambivalent when it comes to to Markov Fults?
1: Yeah, I just think they need to just give him some more time and if he's not like I I think just play out his rookie contract. If he really improves, then fine. If not, like it doesn't really matter. Or if anyone particularly wants him and can give them something decent, like fine, but otherwise you're just gonna be trying to shift him for nothing. Like I just don't see the point. Calm, the, the take police are coming after you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, um
0: sticking in the Eastern Conference, what is going on with the Washington Wizards? Oh my god. Uh
1: let's fire up the terrible. trade machine. Fire up
0: the trade <laughs> machine.
2: <laughs> oh man, they're so bad. They're such a disgrace. Like, you know, you remember uh I don't know if you'll remember uh uh Randy Randy Whitman. Yeah. Uh I remember This movies. was like what right, a name, right by the way,
1: have we ever have we ever talked about that? I mean what what a name? What Randy name? Whitman. Anyway, <laughs> that, continue. That
2: is a, that is a great name. I'm oh. Off
1: topic, sorry, Casey, before we talk
0: about the wizards. What is your favorite name in the NBA? Because mine is definitely Utah Watanabe. Like oh, Man, no, that's a, no competition.
1: Man, that's I, like, I think
0: I like Satoransky. Bam Adabayo.
1: Bam, Bam Adabayo is a good name. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good one. This Mike Biombo is also great. Awesome. I don't know this very well. It, it rolls yeah. off the tongue. It's, it's, but yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> on to the Wizards. <laughs>
2: uh, where was I? Um, Randy Whitman. Yeah, but remember, right before he got fired, uh, this exact same thing happened with him and John Wall, because uh, John Wall just got fined for cussing at uh, Scott Brooks. And uh, he did the same thing with Randy Whitman. He didn't get fined then, but he did the exact same thing. And so, like, this is like, I don't know want to say it's a John Wall problem, but it's kind of a John Wall problem, you know? Because, like, the entire team always, like, there's so much, like, we all know he can play, but the entire team always has a problem with John Wall. And I don't think it's, like, possible to trade John Wall because, like, no one's going to pick up that absolutely massive contract that he's got right now. So, uh, like, he's your problem, child, but you have to blow it up because you can't get rid of him. And you're going to have to trade someone like a Bradley Beal and try to find someone else that can fit with the Warriors. But uh, John Wall's, like having problems with the coaches and he's having problem with the other players and it's just like total chaos. And if they could trade him, they should, but they can't. So they're probably going to get rid of Bradley Beal and hopefully to the Lakers, you know, we'll give them (laughs) Ivica Zubac.
1: John, John, John Wall, John Wall has had such a, I think John Wall and Blake Griffin have had very similar careers. Where they both were really good for a while, very, you know, but heavily relied on their athleticism. Both like had like great playoff series, but then were injured like just before they could quite get over the line, and then just declined since then. It's 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 a really weird. thing. I I used to love watching John Wall; he was so much fun. But um, yeah, his it's best days are behind him, and and that contract is just. Going to be horrible I'm
0: for a, someone. I'm of the opinion that um, John Wall is just still like celebrating signing his extension two summers ago, and that <laughs> that's that's why he's like he's just hung over every practice and like. Isn't that a thing though? Like the John Wall goes out to like the, all the clubs pretty much like every night.
1: I think that's like a rumor um, that's being spread around the NBA. That's, it's not a rumor. Someone asked him about it, and he said, "Yeah, do you not expect me to party? Yeah, like I mean, so, it's like <laughs> fair uh, enough. I've I mean, so I'm like, I'm like,
0: that, that, like, yeah." Show. At I'm least kind of he's honest, it. yo. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like, I'm kind of with the
1: position, guys, like. I have a trade. A trade? For Wool? For Bradley Beal, because I think that's all. So It's going to be
2: to the Lakers.
1: It's going to be to the Miami Heat, because I think they're going to try and look to do something together. They it do it need stuff. to make like a trade soon, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be Dion Waiters, Justice Winslow, and Rod Rodney Magruder and the first round pick at some point. I don't know when. Is that the protected or,
0: protected or unprotected
1: one? We'll say it's top three protected. Okay. Oof. For Bradley Beal,
2: Dion Waiters. Who is the second one?
1: Justice Winslow and Rodney Magruder.
2: Oh, those last two. Rodney, Rodney Magruder has been playing well recently. Yeah. Uh, and just as Winslow, well... He kind of feels
0: like he's always been one year away. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, that's a good... Mm, that's a tough one. So I guess that's a sign of a good trade, you know, when... Because it seems pretty balanced. Uh, but if I'm Miami, uh,
0: maybe hold on to that pick. Do you throw in, uh, like, Ian Mihimi or something? Like, is that maybe you can, like...
1: Wait, Maybe Probably me, not to the Heat.
0: Probably not to the Heat.
1: Oh, right, right. yeah. Yeah, well, actually, that's a good point. Maybe you try and just get off some of those big. Maybe you do try and get off. Yeah, Mahimi's contract to someone. Maybe that's what they need to do. Just don't even try and get back equal value. Just try and get off that, is that Why the hell did
0: they sign Mahimi to that amount of money? The guy like that couldn't play, but he could
1: play like, back then either. The one. Yeah, it's it's, crazy. it's it's the same as the actually of Biz might be on Yamahimi all had the same thing, where they had like one good playoff series or one good playoffs, and then like someone was just like, "Oh, they're good," and then signed them to some massive deal. It turns out they're actually good.
0: there <laughs> used to be a thing when you you'd like if, if you said you got like massively dunked on, you used to be getting
1: Mozgov'd. Do you remember that was a thing? Yeah, oh, yeah. Because Blake Griffin like like basically dry humped his head in midair. <laughs> yeah. <It> was, uh, <laughs>
0: Moskov of... used to throw down some pretty big dunks, man. Did he? Moskov? Yeah. yeah, back when he actually could jump more than like five inches in the air. <laughs> I don't He's remember. Just always been just a big white dude. Like, he, mean, played like... for, he played for Denver, do you remember?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I remember him being the number two pick yeah. Uh, yeah. over uh, Melo, Bosch, and Wade. What <laughs> Wait, what?
0: No, that's... <laughs> Moscow
1: are you talking about
0: like? <laughs> no, it's
1: please tell me that's <laughs> a joke yeah <laughs> I was KC being racist again getting all the European oh, white people looking white guys <laughs> uh,
0: uh, played, did Moscow play uh, for the, the, the he played for the Cavs didn't he Moscow yeah, yeah, played yeah. for the Cavs and he, he only just, played because David Blatt liked him.
1: no I mean he was pretty decent though for their like yeah he was good for that. that was the first year that was the first year that LeBron was there yeah
2: Yo, know, speaking of really big contracts, where the hell is Luol Deng? On the like, Timberwolves.
1: Timberwolves yeah. Is he still there? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. he doesn't playing. play, but yeah.
2: I thought that once uh Tibbs signed him, he was gonna get more minutes. But he's only played he's, he's only
0: played two games so far this season, I'm pretty sure. He's actually been on the court. I yeah. haven't seen it. An average oh, like four minutes, I think, when I last checked. So, do, doing wonders for British basketball, you know?
1: <laughs> guys, guys, I have a second fake trade.
0: So, I'm this ready. is going
1: to be Bradley Beal Wheel, Bradley Wheel to the New Orleans Pelicans for Julius Randle, Solomon Hill, and a first-round pick. Maybe two first-round picks. I can't decide. What do we think? Um, no, I'm not interested. Sorry.
2: Nah. Uh, Julius Randle. I mean, what's the Wizards front court looking like?
1: Uh, I mean it's shite it's like Markeith Morris and Dwight Howard <laughs>
2: I don't think I don't see no I don't if I'm the wizard I don't I'm not that interested
1: I just want Bradley Beal to be on the Pelicans I want someone else apart from Drew Holiday to be on the Pelicans with Anthony Davis it's like
2: <laughs> I, want, I want him on the Lakers man that's what I want
0: you just want <laughs> any player who like averages above 20 points a game to play for the Lakers <laughs> Why not? Because you only I have mean, LeBron right now doing that.
1: Man, LeBron going to the Lakers was the worst thing that could have possibly happened for the internet. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's giving the Lakers fans confidence again. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that they actually can sign somebody in free but, agency. Yeah.
2: What do you mean, again? We were about three <laughs> champ- three, two seasons away from a
0: championship without LeBron. So. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot. There's a lot of factors there that you're like very much carrying on there.
2: I mean, Lonzo was just about to break out and then LeBron had to come step
1: one.
0: So... <laughs> and if it had been him, it would have been Josh Hart, I guess. Or Brandon Ingram. <laughs> or you could have just kept Julius Randle, then he would have been an all-star the next season. You, so many possibilities, man. So, I'm just saying. And this we, is what I said to you last year. Went. This is what I said to you last season. I said to you, like, the Lakers should literally just wait and let all their guys develop. Because LeBron is just going to come along and fuck up all their development. And I still, no, still kind of stand by that. No, you know by what that. We, were doing. We, were, we were We just wanted to have uh,
2: four of the top six scorers being makers. <laughs> and we do. Or is it five? Because Malone. You yeah, know?
1: yeah, yeah. All right, guys, guys, I've got a third fake trade. Another Bradley Beal one. It's going to be to the next for Courtney Lee, Emmanuel Moody, and Kevin Knox. And maybe a pick for Bradley Beal.
2: Kevin Knox is nice. I don't know if New York is going to give him up, though. So. Is he? Did he come back
1: from that injury that he had? Yeah, I don't really know how he's been playing though. I've not, I've not seen them.
2: I, I think that's a decent trade. I don't think New York pulls the trigger though. Uh, it's still a lot of young players uh, for Bradley Beal.
1: Yeah, but if you still have Nelikina and Porzingis, like if you're trying to build around build around Porzingis and you're trying to attract someone else this summer, like I think Bradley Beal. People would rather play with Bradley Beal than Kevin Knox and Emmanuel Medier. You know what I mean? To
2: be fair, yeah. Bradley Beal's what, 25, 26, 25, 26? Uh,
1: I don't know. He's not very old. He may be like 26, 27, yeah. I'll check.
2: Sure. I could work, but I, I mean, like, for Washington, unless they're, like, blowing it up, going into tanking mode, I don't see why they make that trade.
1: But they should be, They're Like, that's... They should just be trying to move on from everyone at the moment because it's just an absolute mess. I think, honestly, what they need to do is just get rid of everyone, get rid of the front office, get rid of the coaching staff, just get. Just keep everyone but Dwight Howard. Pretty much.
2: (laughs) With his gluteal soreness.
0: To be honest, though, like, we say all this stuff that's happening with Washington, but for once, the problem is not Dwight Howard. (laughs)
1: <laughs> for, I told you Dwight, everywhere, everywhere he's gone is just, oh, it's been an absolute mess just Man.
2: He was starting Like, he was on the comeback road Last year, you know And I was, like, was he? big I was big on Dwight last year Dwight, Dwight had some, like, good yeah, numbers Yeah,
1: we know you were, I know you were back <laughs> You were fucking hard To be in the All-Star game Jesus. Yeah,
2: he was an All-Star for me last oh. year You know, and I think if it wasn't for his sore ass, he would be like putting up like good numbers again this year. So I don't you know, know.
0: Yeah, I'm, not I'm, not sure about that. Um, I kind of want to end guys on a game that we've not done in a little while. I, I feel like we should bring back the the nickname game. Oh, crazy. Um, so we'll we'll do a best of best of five. Um, so my first one I've got a few here. Um, the nickname he he just has one. This guy. It's not like he has
1: like a number. And it's okay. and it's bogey. Keith Bogie. Bogans. I don't know. <laughs> it's a, a current player. Current player. Oh. Uh, uh, give us a. Give Bogdanovich. Us a it's it's Bogdanovich.
0: It is Bogdanovich.
1: Oh, good show. Good show, Casey.
0: Good effort. So except Bogdan.
2: there's two of them. I don't know which one. Don't ask oh, me. Oh yeah. So okay, <laughs> which one which one is it? You've got it's, one it's guess. Bogdan. It's Bogdan. Bogdan
0: Oh, the you one? just threw Wait, Which the point. one is that? I genuinely threw don't know. Which one's Bogdan? <laughs> it's Boyan. So Boyan as in B O J A N. Like Boyan. Okay. Um, which one's that? He is the one that plays for the Pacers. And then there the is Bogdan who is the guy oh, who is. plays for um, the so Kings. Sacramento Kings, who has a pretty right. cool Twitter handle. Not gonna lie, um, is like leader of the horde, which is just a really weird, very random um, name <laughs> to have. Funny. But okay, sorry, I'm I'm doing this very much on the fly, and I thought I had one there, but it turns out <laughs> we, it turns out we actually did it last year. So, because um, oh, yeah. do you remember we we brought up um, Channing Fry? And it turned out yeah. his nickname was like Buffet of Goodness or something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so. I did not remember this. I would have lost on that.
1: Yeah, it's no, fight, I had so no cool. idea. Yeah, so. yeah, Yeah. he's in the cabs.
2: Oh, I, I don't watch them. I'm allergic to trash.
1: That's very fair.
0: <laughs> you know, like, so... I think that some people have actually been listening to our podcast because I heard um like on the Bleacher Report podcast they were talking about like Bleacher Report nicknames, so they must have been listening to our podcast. And um, they're
2: copying us, yo. We yeah, should yeah, yeah, shoot. yeah.
0: And like In basically, I think properties. I think a guy had some um, some player on, and and he like was like, oh, you know, I'm on basketball references like nicknames and stuff. And like I think most players actually know why they're called each of their nicknames. Yeah. Um. But, like, there's never any, like, real reason. Okay, second one. Big Penguin. Oh, that's
1: Andrew Drummond. I know that one. Oh, man. So yeah. you guys need to,
0: like, give me a little bit more time here because I'm really struggling what? to find these. Uh, what do
1: you mean to give us more time? Penguin? You came up with the idea. Like, I like, don't <laughs> <Yeah>. believe us. Tom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So that, that, this is one each now. Man, Wait,
2: why, it, why is he called Big
1: Penguin. Because he looks amazing. like a big
0: penguin. No, he does it. Yes, he does. He just looks. Big. I
1: think, if I remember rightly, I think he dressed up as a penguin for like Halloween in like his rookie year or something. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I, honestly, I, think I can imagine him being him. an awesome penguin. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's so uncreative. Oh man, see, I'm looking through all these right, and like, I just pulled up Thaddeus Young. Guess what his nickname is? Um, we'll do this the other way around
1: TD. Or TY or something. No, it's just
0: sad. That's massively disappointing. Why that's, doesn't he have a good wow. one? That's underwhelming as hell. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just disappointed now. To be totally honest.
1: <laughs> see, look, see, Tom, you just, I, I, did it last year, and I think that's the issue here. Is my creative yeah. genius and actual being prepared like got us through that? But then clearly, it just clearly just did not working. Yeah. <laughs> but do best of three. We'll okay, okay one, okay, one more. I've got one here.
0: We might have done this one last year. Um, The point god. The point god, Chris Paul. It was Chris Paul.
2: Yeah. Oh wow! I was about to say Shabazz Napier.
1: (laughs) That's overrated. (laughs) Got a bit out (laughs) there, I think. The point demigod. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The point human. (laughs) (laughs) The point went into church once.
0: Uh, well, I promise next week that I might come back a little bit more prepared for, um, uh, for this thing. Cause I enjoyed doing this last year. It was, it was always good fun. Um, but that, that, I think we're coming up to an hour now, so, so we'll end the podcast there. Um, thank you very much for listening to the Sixth man podcast, uh, Please follow us on Twitter and other social media channels and also follow us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. We're also now part of the Tub Podcast Network, so you should obviously go and like them too. And like the other podcasts that is on the Tub Podcast, that's the FBBL Podcast. They've been coming out with some very good podcasts recently, which I would recommend to anyone who is a fan of the BBL. Um, So apart from that, thank you for listening to the Sixth Man Podcast.